Say, I'm ready, I'm ready. For, the word of God. for the Word of God. I'm a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. In Jesus' name. Now, you know the Word, Jesus is the Word made flesh. Your love for the Word and your love for Jesus are synonymous. Thank you all. All right. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I've got to find another scripture. There it is. 1 Thessalonians 5. Verse 23. I want to read this to you, and I want you to see it in your Bible, and I want you to begin to connect with something here. As a pastor, Lisa and I go at times and pray for people. Not all of them go to this church. Sometimes they go to this church. Sometimes they used to go to this church. Sometimes they do go. But it's amazing to me as we pray for people at, at, at where they are in their walk with God. And I want to address that today because I want to talk about soul salvation. I'm not talking about spirit salvation. I'm talking about soul salvation. And we're going to read a scripture. Let's turn around. I'll just read it off the screen. It says, now may the God of peace sanctify you, set you apart. It's what that means completely. That your whole spirit, your soul, and your body would be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Your salvation is supposed to affect all three parts of you. It is supposed to affect your spirit man. It's supposed to affect your soul. It's supposed to affect your body. We deal primarily with our spirit and our body. We, we, we talk a lot about if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. All things, everything's new, everything's, so we talk a lot about who you are in Christ, <coughs> excuse me, and what Jesus did for you at the cross, and you should know that. You should be rooted in righteousness. Very important if you're going to live for God to know who you are and what belongs to you and what Jesus did for you. The next thing we talk a lot about is our health and our healing, so it's up there God wants your body to remain healthy and even die healthy. Now, we, we, we've almost been taught today that you got to get sick to die. You do not. Matter of fact, you can just leave your body and go home. Many men of God like Smith Wigglesworth was in a church preaching. And when he got through preaching, uh, he sat down in a chair and fell over dead. He just went home. He didn't die sick. F.F. Bosworth didn't die sick. T.L. Osborne, when he went overseas, found out if he's preaching, he couldn't die. Had to go home and quit preaching because the life of God was so strong in him, his body wouldn't die. And he said he wanted to go be with Daisy. So we found out that people, you know, and, and people want to be healthy. I don't think everybody wants to live for God, but they want to be healthy. Some people want to be rich and they don't want to go to work, but they want money anyway. So, so the thing that I don't think we talk a lot about is your soul. And so, so I want you to go um, with me to James chapter 1. Go to James chapter 1. And I want to talk about your soul because your soul is the key 
to you having a good life. Megan, did you notice how quiet it was in here except for you? That was just, thank you, Megan. I appreciate that, Megan. You did too? We got one, we had two, we got way, we got, we got one, we got one, we got two, we got two, we got two. If we can just get three, we get three over here, we got three, amen. We got a fourth, amen, over here. All right. I think a lot of times people don't realize that Jesus did not do anything about your soul, and you need to. Now, because a person is born again, and you are a spirit, have a soul, lives in a body, I'm going to make a statement here, and, and, and I don't want you to feel like you're going to go to hell when you die, because you're not. You're only a third saved. Now, you're saved, so I don't want you to go, oh, my God, I'm not going to heaven. Yeah, you're going to heaven. And we talk a lot about the fact that Jesus came and died for your sins so you can be born again. But he did that because you couldn't. He did what you couldn't, but he is not going to do what you can do. He is not responsible for your life. You are. Now let me say it again. I want you to I'm, I'm going to say it again. You could not save you. You couldn't wash your sins away. You couldn't make you a new creation. And you couldn't save your spirit man. You're a spirit. You couldn't do it. So he put you in a place of victory so you can fight your battles from victory. But you still have a life ahead of you. All of that is first grade material. It's called milk. It's what Jesus did for you. But your salvation is not complete just because of what Jesus did for you. There's still the saving of your soul. I want to read it to you. Are y'all all right? You're going to amen or I'm going to keep you here till midnight. Thank you, Zach. James 1:21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and the overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word. How do you get it planted? You plant it. If you don't plant it, it ain't getting planted. I don't know whether y'all have noticed this or not for the ones of you that have gardens. There is no accidental tomato, cucumber, watermelon, or or orange tree. They're planted or they don't grow. And they're tended to or they don't make it. If you're not going to tend to your soul, you will not have a good life. You know, Jesus is light. He's in your spirit, but he might not be in your life. Because your soul is blocking it. Your soul is the filter that everything that God did in you in Christ filters through to get into your flesh and into your life. And so we call that holiness or sanctification. You can call it all kind of stuff. There's been no small wars fought over whether or not you're saved instantly or whether you're saved gradually, both. 
Are you talking about your spirit or are you talking about your soul? All right. James, let's finish reading this. Lay aside all filthiness and the overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. It doesn't mean that you're not going to heaven. But it could mean that you have hell on earth. Are y'all listening to me? Now, I want to say something to this younger generation. You need Jesus. Not just, you don't need to just go to church. I mean, when you get old enough to get out of church and you can escape, don't. Because he is light. Without him, you don't have any light. He is peace. Without him, you don't have any peace. He is joy. Without him, you don't have any joy. What kind of marriage are you going to have if you don't walk with God? A bad one? Don't shout me down. You're not going to wave a wand and fix stupid I'm not talking about your spouse. You're not going to have a prayer meeting and fix disobedience. When you get born again, your soul is not saved. That means you're two-thirds not saved. And now you're going to work on getting saved. Come on, I'm doing real good. And your soul has all kinds of junk in it. I mean, if you just got saved last week and you're just like, I just love Jesus, I just love Jesus, I just love, your head is a mess. The biggest wars and the battles you'll ever face are in your mind. Joyce Myers wrote a book called The Battlefield of the Mind. And honey, it's a battlefield. The biggest problems you're going to have are between your two ears. And you're going to have to do something with it. Because all of the life of God in you is ricocheting off of all the unbelief in you and going nowhere. You are stopping the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. How much power do you think that is? That's more power than the atomic bomb. And it can't even get into your flesh and heal a headache. Because of your head. I will say this kindly. It's very hard to get the light to go through mud. Okay, never mind. I appreciate that. Health and healing, joy and peace, and a good marriage, good relationships with people, and a good life are all contingent on how you think and what you've done with your mind since you got saved. Now, let me finish reading this. Be a doer of the word. And not just sit and listen. Deceiving who? So who deceived you? You deceived you. You told yourself a lie. And then you went, amen. I don't need to go to church. Amen. I don't have time to read my Bible. Amen. I don't understand it anyway. Amen. I don't even have time to read it. Amen. I believe it no matter what. Amen. Who's deceiving you? You're deceiving you. The only part of your Bible you believe is what you do. If you don't do it, 
You're a heathen. Let me say it kind. What you're not doing, you're a sinner. I didn't say that your spirit man was a sinner. I said you are. Now that doesn't sound like in Christ realities. Didn't Paul write in Christ realities? And didn't he call himself the chief sinner? How in the world does the man who writes who you are in Christ that you're righteous call himself a chief sinner? And I understand you. I'm not talking about your spirit man. I'm talking about Paul said. Listen to Paul. Paul is the man that we all quote. He said, unless I keep my flesh under, I would become disqualified. He even had trouble with his own flesh and his own mind. You have to recognize me too, baby. So the... so. Your salvation, soul salvation, is a process that you must get involved with if you want anything good to happen. Wherever you are right now, next year will look exactly as crappy as this one. If you don't, do something with your head. With your life. Do you understand that? Let me say it again. Well, I'm a praying. Well, you can pray till hell freezes over. But if you don't do something with your soul, nothing is going to change. Just because you change men don't mean you changed. Just because you change jobs or change wives. Well, I had to move away from Orlando. I just couldn't live for God there. Well, you won't live for God in Podunk either, darling. You, there's, there's, there's drugs in Podunk. If you're doing drugs here, you will find the drug dealer in Podunk. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a doing a pretty good right now. Galatians chapter 5, go over there. So he's talking about the saving of your soul, and I don't think we actually talk about this very much, but we need to, because Lisa and I have, and I'm going to say this, and I don't want you to get in condemnation if you're not here. If you're not where I'm talking, don't just go, oops, and then let's move forward. You want to know how many times we go to people's homes that we know haven't cracked a Bible in two, three, four years, and they need prayer. And I'm going, what kind of coffin do you want to pray about? I mean, you're wanting us to come in and wave the wand. Ha, shandai, shandai, bunk. Now then, God has mercy, and I usually leave homes like that and go, have mercy, mercy, God. and I've seen him do it. I've seen him raise people up, and I went, there is a God, and he is good, but you better do something about your soul after that, because he ain't going to keep having mercy on you, and all you're not doing what he told you to do. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving who? Yourself. To the degree you're doing it, the only thing, let me say it this way. The word believe is the word by live. Be, live, believe, by, B-Y, live. It's what you live by. If you're not living by it, 
you don't believe it. So some of you are unbelieving believers. That's a kind way to say you're not, you're not a believer at all. You're only one-third Christian. Are y'all all right? I'm going to keep going, but amen because I'm watching the clock and I, I got all day. Galatians chapter um, 5. In your spirit, man. I want to look at your spirit. Verse 22. The fruit of, your, of, your, of the spirit and it should say your spirit. It's, the capital S is wrong there. This is not the fruit of the Holy Ghost. This is the fruit of your recreated spirit. This is what you've got in you right now. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. All of that is inside you. But not all of it's making it out. Some of, some of you have, your soul is like a prison. And the Holy Ghost has locked in and you've thrown the key away. He can't even get out of there. All of those things, God wants them in your life. So he put them in your spirit, man, so you could have a better life. But they've got to get out. And the soul is the filter they've got to go through. When your filter is full of doubt, unbelief, disobedience, unfaithfulness, then all of those things aren't, you're just sitting around spinning your wheels. Okay. Let's read about the flesh here for a moment. And I'm going to make a crazy statement. Verse 19, 519. The works of the flesh are evident. They're adultery fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outburst of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, reveries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, as I told you in time past, those, I think he's talking about those unsaved people, who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now, all of those things he's describing in your flesh, and he's describing the fact that many Christians, so I'm going to say something to you, and I want you to just pay attention. Did you know that you can come to church, sing, worship God, pray in tongues, and leave and go rob a bank? Yes, yes you can. You can pray in tongues and cuss. You can pray in tongues and watch X-rated movies. You can pray in tongues and get drunk. You can pray in the Holy Ghost at a whorehouse. Listen, just because you're born again, come on, don't shout me down. I'm, I, I, I'll go deep with you if you just don't say that. You got to act like you're enjoying this. Come on, come on, come on. Amen. 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 Glory. Yeah. All right. And some of you have found out by watching your spouse. How can you call yourself saved? I mean, you know, like you say to me, you look like a heathen from hell. What is wrong with you? And yet we're very shocked when we see people acting the way they act. And yet they're walking around going, I'm saved. They're not saved. 
I didn't say they weren't born again. I said they're not saved. Do you really think you're going to live any way you want to live and have a good life? We will not. No, you will not. I'm going to show you a scripture in a minute that lets you know that if you're born again and you're not doing what God tells you to do, he ain't even going to answer your prayers. He won't talk to you. Quiet again, I mean. I mean, now y'all going from Pentecostal to Baptist in a nanosecond. <laughs> Say amen anyway. Amen. Page two. Go to Luke 4.4. 4. At least I'm being kinder, aren't I? Say amen, honey. Use your faith, baby. Use your faith. Luke 4.4. 4. Jesus is talking to the devil here in the wilderness, and he said to him, it is written, man shall not just live by hamburger and hot dogs and T-bone steaks and a good salad and bread alone. In other words, there's a whole lot more to your life than what you're doing physically. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by what? How many words? All right, now listen, listen to this statement. I'm going to shock you again. There's Christians sitting in this room right now. You're starving to death. Your spirit man is starving. You're starving. You hadn't, eat, you hadn't eaten in a week or a month. Come on. Uh, uh, here, I'm, listen, I'm, try, I'm trying to prompt you to walk, get out of here today and go, I'm going to make us some changes. You can't live by physical only. Yes, yes. You know, I'm, I'm busy. You can't live that way. Going to the mall is not going to make you happy. Changing spouses is not going to fix you. Changing jobs. Do you understand? He's talking about the fact that just because you do something physical... Well, I just need to work harder. No, you need time with God. Your highest priority in life, your highest, number one, whether you ever make it to work, school, or eat, is this. You want me to say it again? Uh, and I'm not, I'm not playing, I'm not, I'm not joking with you. You can't live. He is life. How, how are you going to make it without him? You're not. There is not enough information in your head to make it to whoop the devil who's been whooping people for 6,000 years without God Almighty standing beside you. David did not kill the giant with a rock. He killed him with God. If he had done it with a rock, anybody could have thrown a rock. But David didn't go out there with a rock. He went out there with God Almighty. He said, you came to me with a sling and a stone, and I came out here covered in the blood of Almighty God, and I'm fixing to cut your head off. You have just jumped on the wrong boy. 
Now, you can't make it in life. Your marriage will fail and sink. The second one will sink. The third one will sink. The fourth one will sink. Unless he is number one. When you go and get married and you want a church wedding, you are coming in here because you're wanting God in it. And don't come ask me to marry you if I haven't seen you in two or three or four years. Uh, I had a lady one day, I walked in, a, I walked in a, a, a business, and she said, hi, pastor. I said, hi. And then she got up and left, and I looked at the other lady and said, who is she? She said, she's so-and-so, and I went, oh, yeah, back in 1983. I'm serious. I went. Oh, the reason is, is I married them. I remember when they came and went. And I'm like, hi, pastor? Never mind. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. This is spirit food. This is food. And honey, you know why he said bread? Now, some of y'all don't know this. My kids just bought me a bread, a wheat grinder for my birthday. And what I found out is this. Wheat germ is where all the health is. And it only lasts like 48 hours and it's rot and dead. All that stuff you're eating in the store, it's just dead bread. It'll make you fat as a pig and it won't do a thing. All they did was take the wheat germ out and bleach the wheat, and, 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 and that's the most unhealthy thing you can stuff in your mouth next to a donut. But if you'll grind real wheat, it's alive, but it only lasts a day. The scripture you read yesterday, it's gone. You're going to have to get some more today. Amen. Come on. Amen. Daily bread. I mean, I'm talking about every day. And I'm going to tell you what, you eat a real piece of my bread, you won't eat again to 3 o'clock. You won't have to. Well, don't bread make you fat? Not the real stuff. Because you'll burn it and burn it and burn it and burn it and burn it, and you'll be running around like a chicken with your head cut off, burning calories instead of sitting on the couch, watching TV with white bread. Oh, no, chop me down because I'm preaching what's done. All right. All right. Joshua 1, that's free. That's just free. And it'll also clean your gut out. I won't be there. I'll be back. I'll be here in about 30 minutes from now. I got to I ate some bread. I had some bread. <laughs> but when, my, when I was growing up, and I don't, how many of y'all remember? Nah, don't say that, Daryl. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm going to say it. How many of y'all had a grandmama that when you caught a cold, she said, you need an enema? <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody? Do you know why? Because you're, not he- you're no healthier than your gut. That's where your immune system is. Never mind. I didn't, y'all. What's she talking about? Man, she talked like that. I would run for the hills, baby. I don't want no animal. 
Just give me some bread, Grandma. Just give me some bread. All right, Joshua 1.8. I'm just trying to find it. Are you all ready for this? This is the kind of preaching I heard when I first got saved. We call this word churches. I wonder why. People brought their Bibles, marked them, and read them, and did it. Now we listen to cassettes, and if we're online, because we know we don't have to go to church anymore, we have it online. So the scripture, don't forsake yourself, that's, a, that's no longer necessary. Well, God just didn't know it then. Never mind. This book of the law, say this one, shall not depart out of where? Your mouth, and you'll meditate. The word meditate means to mutter. It means you're sitting there reading it going, oh, no, 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 love is patient. <laughs> it's what? Patient. It's uh, patient and kind while it's being patient. And you've got to think about it a while. You've got to think about Walmart and Kmart and who you're married to, and you're thinking about your, I think I'm going to be patient today. You're going to have to meditate on the word. All right. Day and night? I thought it just said Sunday. That you may observe to do. I had a lady say to me, I feel like I've gotten into works. You have. You're not working out your spirit salvation, but you are going to work out your soul salvation. And you are going to get in to works. It's called doing. Be a doer and not a hearer only. Be a doer of the word. Are y'all okay? All right. You've got to read it to do it. That means if you want to know about raising kids, pick up the book of Proverbs and go to the paddling section. They will not be in the streets burning anybody's house down when they're teenagers if you'll do what you are supposed to do at home. They won't be sassing you. All of our kids sassed once. Never did it again. They went, that was not worth it. Some of them watched the other kids and went, I ain't never doing that. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible's got all kind of wisdom in it. It's got all kind of good stuff in it. You know, every once in a while I'll be reading something. You know, the Bible's weed and feed. It's not just feed and feed. It ain't just, you know, ain't just, I love that scripture, I love that scripture, I love that scripture, I hate that one right there, I can't stand that scripture, hate that scripture. Here's the one I had to read to myself, when Jesus was reviled, he revived not back, that means in the Greek, shut up. It is. It's what it means. It means don't say everything comes to your mind. Someone says something, you go, patient and kind. 
I might be, I might be standing on the outside, and I'm sitting down on the inside. All right, are y'all okay? This is one of the biggest problems in the body of Christ. No, you're not really doing what he said. There's things he said, you, you need to do this. And you're just like, uh-uh. I ain't going to do that. Uh-uh. And I'm going to tell you, five years from now, ten years from now, it's going to catch you. And you're not going to pray out of it. God's going to go, no, I talked to you about that, and I talked to you about it, and I talked to you about it. And you told me no, and you told me no, and you told me no. Now you're just going to eat it. And when you come out of this thing, you won't do it again, I guarantee you that. Are y'all all right? Do you think he's just going to bail you out? He's just a big sugar daddy in the sky. He's not. He's a daddy. And anyway, really good pastors preach on sermons like soul salvation. All right. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate it day and night so you'll observe to do all that is written in it for then. And I'm going to say this, and only then. You're going to make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. Do y'all want a move of God? Yes. Why don't you have one today inside you? Yes. You, you? You understand that? You understand? We're sitting around waiting for another Benny Hinn move. God did that to get you saved. That's not what it takes to keep you. Listen, I love, I, I stop on the side of the road and give people money. I realize there are people who go through tough times and they find themselves laying on their back and they need a hand up. There are people who need a hand up. They really do. But not week after week, month after month. Get a job. This little Baptist pastor over here in Apopka is a really good guy. He's an old Marine. He started that where he's feeding the, the homeless. And when they come in, he said, he'll, he'll, he'll look you in the eye and go, do you really want any help? I'm going to give you a shower, I'm going to give you a shave, and we're going to feed you. And you're going to sit here, and we're going to preach the Word of God to you. And I expect you to be looking for a job, and I expect you to make some adjustments. We're going to pray for you, but you're going to get a job and go to work. Do you understand me? That's why the government doesn't need to be handing you money, because all you're going to do is sit around and do crack cocaine. And and the whole society is just going to pay for your drug addict days. And then you're going to have 10 babies by 10 different men, and you're going to support all 10 of your babies. That's why the government can't fix this problem, but the church can. And, and we had better. You work on you. I was sitting in my house one day, and I was watching the 700 Club. I, hadn't, I had just gotten born again. I didn't have a job. I was on unemployment. And Pat Robinson read a scripture. Man don't work, don't eat, worse than an unbeliever. And I went, ow. Turned TV off, went and got a job. <laughs> I'm a heathen from hell right now, worshiping the Lord. I ain't got a job. And I just, you know, it's, the word should change you. Yeah. You should read it and go, oh, I got some changes to make today. Yeah. Amen. Some people wouldn't act like they act if they were actually reading the Bible. That's true. That's true. Now, let me go a little stronger here, can I? You people who can't be corrected, you're not reading the Bible. It is a very corrective book. God is a very corrective person. 
And if you're having trouble with me, you don't know him at all. all right, you're kind of bold. Yeah. Well, the Bible says that the righteous are bold. You'd be bold too if you were righteous. Say we are again. I loved it. Amen. Thank you. There are, there are bold Christians. Right now, the church needs to rise up and start being bold. The reason it's silent is it's guilty. No different than the world. We just want things to go back the way they were. We just want it to all go back the way they were. Well, it's not going to. Go to 2 Corinthians 3. Oh, I got time now. Ha, ha, ha. I ran out of time first service. I hate running out of time. 2 Corinthians 3. Say, I'm a doer, not a hearer only. God will have grace on you knowing that you're not going to get it all straightened out. But that grace doesn't last forever. I had grace on the boys when they were 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. To turn 18, that ended. You hungry? <laughs> don't talk to me. Well, we don't like our bedroom. Well, we love our bedroom. Find your own. Goodbye. Get out of here. Well, they didn't have to. They left anyway. You know, they, oh, we don't. We just want to get out of here. An eagle makes the nest rough because they want the eaglets to leave. So when you see mommy and daddy tearing your bedroom up, It's time, uh, we're, 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 making a, we're making an office out of this room right here. We're making an office out of this room. If you come in my house, we don't have a second bedroom. We just have offices everywhere. We are trying to keep anybody from ever coming back. You have a sleeper bed? We ain't even got a sleeper bed. We don't want to have no sleeper bed in our house. You want to sleep? Well, we'll give you a sleeping bag, but we don't have no sleeper bed. <laughs> you turn 18, you're an adult. Bye. Where do you live? Hallelujah. What's your address? All right. No, our boys are very good about it. If you raise them right, they want to leave. 2 Corinthians 3, because they become men and let them be men and leave them alone. They're going to mess up, shut up, and leave them alone. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with an unveiled face behold as in a mirror the word of God, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. The more you are looking into that book, the more you are changed into the image of that book. You'll never be like him if you're not meditating in the Word. Your life just goes on and boring and boring and boring. Unless you're going from glory to glory to glory. Now let's talk about health for a moment. Health is better than healing. Health is a byproduct of what is happening in your spirit. Get your insides straight. The Lord said to me this one time, and I was praying over my church. He said, I, your church is a reflection of you. I went, ooh, that's pretty rough. He said, if you want the people to change, you change. I went, ouch. 
Your life around you is a reflection of what's going on in you. You don't like what you got in your life. Why don't you change your insides? Because what you're doing is the life of God. All of that's in you. And it would love to come out and just manifest all over you. Blessings of Abraham and prosperity and health. And it's being hindered by your soul. Stubborn. Bullheaded. Opinionated. My way. And you don't want to know where's God. He's going, I'm over here. Inside you, locked in this cage. All right. First of all, you got to feed on the word. Next thing is you got to be a doer word. Go, go to Matthew 7. I mean, you're amen, and so I'm not going to keep you till midnight, but y'all are redeeming yourself. I love it. I'm going to make a, I need to say this. Whenever a preacher's preaching on something like this, get in it. There are people in this room right now that are praying for family members and they need to change. And if you're shutting the word from the pulpit down, you're killing your kids and your family. America doesn't preach on this anymore. It's not coming out from the pulpits. You've gotten so accustomed to Jesus loves me, this I know every Sunday. If you're mature and you're righteous, you love this, what I'm preaching right now. Do you understand that? It's the quiet ones that you need to look over and go, you might want to shout a little bit because you sure look guilty sitting there. Just <laughs> when, Whenever you walk in the house and three boys are quiet... Y'all know where I'm going. And you go, what have y'all been doing? Mushroom? Been in the cookie jar? Josh gave it to me. When it's quiet in a church, you go, hmm, somebody's been in a cookie jar. <laughs> Matthew 7, let's start with verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, this is a tough scripture, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does, the will of my Father. Listen to me, if you're not obeying God, you're not a Christian. I don't care who you say you are. That's a pretty strong statement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, you know, so-and-so passed away and they got, they're a Christian. No, they're not. I'm going to say something else right now. Why is it that we don't preach on hell anymore? Jesus did. Jesus preached on hell a lot. He told the Pharisees, you're going to hell. He called Herod a fox. He told the Pharisees, he says, you don't believe in me, you're going to hell. And he made some people so mad they're going to stone him. But we don't, we don't talk about hell anymore. All of your family members and the politicians that are not living for God are going to hell. 
hell. Don't deify them and make them go, they were pretty good. We hope they made heaven. They didn't make heaven. They went to hell. You say, well, how do you, who are you to judge? Who do you think you are? Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. I may not be, I don't, I don't know an orange tree when I see one, but if I see oranges on it, I would say, I don't think that's apples tree. And if you're a pro-abortionist, pro-homosexual, I'm doubting very seriously you're saved. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Let's stop, let's, let's stop pretending like everybody in America is going to heaven. Most are not. If you're burning buildings down, you're going to hell. You might get your way for a week or two, but it's going to be quite a shock when you drop stone cold dead and a demon drags you into the region of the damned. And this sign, you're going to meet Jesus. You're not going to meet Jesus if you're a heathen. You're not going to meet him at all. You had a chance to meet him and you didn't meet him. Why, Why have we gotten so quiet on this issue. We had a revival in America because preach, preachers preach things like sinners in the hands of an angry God. Understand he's not angry, but without Jesus, without the blood of Jesus, you don't want to meet him. Man, you better be walking in there with some blood on your way. got some blood of Jesus all right here. <laughs> you better have the life of God on the inside of you. If he paid that big of a price, don't you ignore it. And think you're going to be okay. He takes, he takes, he plays a lot of stock in what, well, all religions, this is the Pope said this, all religions lead to God. You mean Jesus did all that and didn't have to? The The Pope's a heretic. Hallelujah, anyhow. Folks, we're going to have to open our mouths. You know this silent majority thing? Why are we silent? Everyone else is raising sand. When I worked construction, I'd hear GD all day. And I'd go, Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. What's wrong with you, Morgan? Jesus is Lord. If I'm going to listen to your mouth, you're going to listen to mine. Now, and, I, and I had a guy came to me one day. I mean, we're working, we're working. And he looked at me and he said, Morgan, shut up about Jesus. Shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. I said, I'll make you a deal. You shut up the filth, and I'll shut up about Jesus. And he shook with me. Deal. 30 seconds later. He's he MNFing and a GD and a and I said, shut up about Jesus says, Lord. And he turned around and walked off and said, I didn't think you'd lie. I didn't think you would either. I said, because your heart's full of it. 
Folks, why are we, why are we compromising? We're supposed to be light. Don't put a bucket on your head and call yourself a Christian. If you believe this, it's time to open your mouth and start talking about what this says. Abortion is murder. Homosexuality is perversion. I mean, if you killed dogs, they'd put you in jail. And bears. We had a man in Paisley that shot his wife. They didn't do a thing to him. He shot a bear. They locked him up. That's true. It's a true story. It's true. Just shoot, but just don't shoot the bears. America's messed up, folks. And I think the reason is the church lost its salt. Say, I think we need some salt on this Christian right here. Put a little salt on me. All right, let's finish reading this. Many will say to me in that day, haven't we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name? And he said, I, you, I declare to you, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Don't tell me it's okay to live any way you want to live. You're doing what you want to do, and you're banking on Jesus' blood while you live like hell. Don't look at me and tell me you're saved. You're not. Let's finish this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'm going to liken to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain descended, the floods came. Folks, it's, there is a storm coming. Every one of us in this room has days ahead, and it's going to rain. It's going to storm. Storms come. And the ones who make it are not the ones that are Christians, but the ones that are building on the Word of God right now. Because when the storm comes, it will take you out. Marriage is difficult when you're walking with God. It's hell when you are not. You get two selfish people raised by four selfish people in a room. And you better take Jesus to bed with you. Because sometimes he's going to have to sleep between the two of y'all. Whenever Lisa and I have any difficulties and I see her reading her Bible, I know it'll be all right. Because God will have her all straightened out very soon. And vice versa. And vice versa. Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on. Anyway, y'all are coming. Say, you're doing good. All right, thank you. Everyone who hears these saying of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came. Why do men look at their wives and say, be submissive, and the man is not submissive to God? Who, who do you think you are? If you're not the head of your home, and you're in church every Sunday, praying and reading your Bible, you shut up about your wife. Let me say it nicer. You be quiet about your wife. <laughs> I, I get tired of hearing men talking about, my wife don't submit to me. Well, I hadn't seen you in church in a month. 
It takes, do you know what a whole man is? A holy man. Do you know what a man who's not holy? You're just half a man. You don't have a, you don't have a backbone till you live for God. When you can live for Jesus, then we will brand you male. Not just testosterone. Thank you, Zach. I mean, I needed a little help here. Oh, I got 27 minutes. No, I only got 18. You ready for one more? Going to give you one more, two more scriptures. Hebrews chapter 5. I'm going to make a statement here, and I hope you understand what I mean by it. I'm afraid of God. Now, I'm not afraid in the sense, it's not a, it's not a, he's, he's good, but he's God. (laughs) I know he loves me. I know he, I mean, I can see that at the cross. What he did to pay for my debt so I could be where I am. But for me to treat him flippantly, I'm afraid of meeting a God that I have treated flippant that did that for me. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I'm a little concerned about standing before him one day. And listen, I mean, I don't think everybody's going to hear a, ah, just welcome to heaven. I've been wanting to talk. You go, well, I'm done. Well, you're done. Okay. Does he love us? Yeah, he loves us. How many of y'all got kids? You love them? You ever whip them? If God loves you, I mean, you've had a whipping. As a matter of fact, you're getting one right now. You're getting a whipping. Not really. I'm going to show you something in a minute, and I want you to, I want you to pay attention. But anyway, Hebrews, Hebrews 5. 12, though by this time you ought to be teachers, that doesn't mean in a pulpit. What that means is you ought to be able to sit with somebody else and teach them what you know. You ought to know enough Bible by now to sit with another person and minister the word to them. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you've come to need milk and not solid food. Folks, you can't be on a bottle 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Formula. The faith message is formula. It's milk. Success is milk. Prosperity is milk. You got to get off a of milk. You, you need to. I remember the day that we, Lisa quit buying the jars and started mashing up peas and beans and burger. And the boys are like, and the jar stuff is nasty. I take all of them. I want to spit it out. You never bought it? Good. 
It might have been the other one. You know what? Sometimes you need to get real food and mash it up and start feeding them spinach. I didn't say pizza, Ashley. I said spinach and broccoli and butter beans and tomatoes. You get a sweet tooth, get a peach. You know, if you eat donuts long enough, you'll hate food. That's true. Watch TV enough, you'll hate the Bible. You're going to have to get you an appetite for, for real food again. Yes, that's true. Anyway, let me finish reading this. Everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a baby. That means you're not doing it. The only Bible you know is what you're doing. Not doing it, you don't know. You go, I don't know that. No, you don't, you don't know that. Solid food belongs to those who full age and by reason of using the Bible have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. Now we've got Christians right now marching in Black Lives Matter. Burning down cities. Christian, born again Christians. Now you think, no, oh, yeah. They're born again, but their soul is not saved. And the Bible says you reap what you sow. They don't, they don't want to see where they're headed. Amen? So I got one more scripture. Say, so just want to turn to your neighbor and say, good, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. First Peter, chapter 3. Let's, re- let's start with verse 10. Does anybody here want a good life? Yes. Anybody else? Yes. He's going to give you a formula. You ready? Yes. He who would love life and see good days. Number one highest priority, do something with that tongue. Do something with your mouth. One young man said on Facebook, he said, I have never had problems with the police because I just do what they say and I don't sass them. If they tell you to stay in the car, stay in the car. If they tell you not to go, open the door and go in, don't go in it. Life would be a whole lot better for you if you just did what they said. And don't get in a verbal fight. You know how many people want to get into a verbal fight? Sometimes when someone corrects you, say, thank you, I was wrong. Lisa and I have a minister friend's wife. You don't know her, so don't try to figure out. She does not go to this church. And she started some stuff that was wrong, did some stuff that was wrong. And we confronted her. You know what we were looking for? I was wrong. That's all we needed to hear. She didn't say it. She said, well, you know, but that's not what I was looking for out of you. Is is her soul saved? No. She's a pastor's wife? Yes. Is she a Christian? Not a good one. Are y'all out there? Now, what did we do? We blessed her. Loved on her. Hugged on her. 
pray for her. But she's got some things in her head. It's got to get straightened out if she wants a good life because she's not going to have a good life. And she's not going to have a good church. He would love life and see good days. Refrain your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn from evil and do good. You look at the stuff in your life that's not God and go, I think I'm going to make some changes now. You need to pick up this book and find out what he don't like and eliminate it from your life. Well, he don't like that and he don't like that and he don't like that. And it'll be a full-time job between now and Jesus returning. And he'll give you grace for what you don't know. But he will not give you grace for what you do. I'm going to read it to you in the Bible. I want you to see it. Let him turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those. And, he, and this, is, this scripture is written to Christians. It's not written to sinners. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. They're not doing right. They don't live right. There was a movement years ago called Relevant. And all it was was Christians who decided if they went to the bar and wanted to witness to a sinner, they had to have a beer Jack Daniels. They wanted to blend in a little bit. Oh, they blended. Are you all out there? If your Christianity can't change you, what are you talking to anybody else about? Jesus didn't have to have a beer. He didn't have to be an adulterer to talk to the woman at the well. That's a lie. As a matter of fact, the, the world right now is looking for somebody who actually lives what they say. It doesn't take you and I but a few minutes to be around somebody to find out where they are with their walk with God. You and I are not hiding our disobedience. We're not hiding it. I've looked at many people and said, where's your Bible? Well, I don't know. You read it? I didn't have time. I don't understand it anyway. Well, why don't you just start reading it out of faith? I'll guarantee you the Holy Ghost will help you with something if you'll just pick it up. You draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Amen? I'm basically done. Are y'all ready for some soul salvation? I want you to have a good life. I, I want you to be healthy. And I want your life to be good. I want to see joy in you. I want to see peace in you. And I believe you do too. I believe you do too. But there's a filter in your soul and some of us got some stuff to clean out. And there's some stuff in there stopping God from moving. The Bible calls it um, strongholds. There's stuff in there the devil put in. And you've got to get it out of there. The word is the only thing I know that will do it. I don't know whether I said this to you earlier. I think I said it in the first service. If I took charcoal and I walked up to Josh and I just kind of Smeared it on his forehead, and I just kind of pat him on the head, and he just thought I was loving. I just smeared it all over his face. And then we'd all look and go, <laughs> you're dirty. And he would get up and walk out in the foyer, and everybody would go, why are you so dirty? And Josh goes, I'm not dirty. Well, you're, 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 you have a dirty face. I do not have a dirty face. Tell me I got a dirty face. I do not have a dirty face. I took a shower last night. What do you th- who do you think you are? He'll never see it without a mirror. 
You'll never see what we see until you pick the book up and go, that's what they see. That's what they've been saying. I didn't understand it. I got a dirty face. I got a dirty something else. I got some dirty feet. <laughs> Lisa and I love every one of y'all. We pray over this church. We pray over the people in it. We pray the blood of Jesus over you. I think God would like a little tiny bit of cooperation out of people. <laughs> Does this help you? I know this is, you know, people walk out here and go, one lady told me one time, she said, you, you are raw. Uh, I eat steaks medium. I don't eat them raw. And I think I know what she meant. Because you're just not accustomed to walking in a church and anybody ever saying anything about the way you live. This is very necessary now. It's very necessary now. I don't know where you are, but I didn't preach this to bring condemnation. Wherever you are, put it behind you. Don't worry about it. Pick the book back up and just say, starting today. I don't know whether that helps anybody. I know there's people in here. This life is not easy. You need this. You need him. I need him. Father God, I've preached what I believe you wanted me to preach today to this church. I know you love us. I know you care about us. And Lisa and I have prayed for many of people, Father, that were sick or things that weren't right. And we could tell by being around them that their spiritual life was where their real problem was. I pray that everybody in the sound of my voice would hear the heart. That sometimes it's not the physical things that are taking us down. It's the spiritual things that are taking us down. And we need to pick the Word of God back up. We know. And put it back number one. Put Jesus back number one. If there's anybody in this room in the sound of my voice that's not doing it, that to starting today they would. You said, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me. I'll direct your paths. We need guidance. We need love. We need patience. We need your goodness in our lives. If there's things hindering it, I pray you'd show us what needs to be adjusted, removed, and whatever's holding us back. And Father, thank you for the Word of God keeping us this long. It's by grace we have made it this far. I pray that it would be grace. You said in the book of James, you give more grace. I pray that today as we make adjustments, you will give us the grace to run our race and to finish our course, and to be the men and the women of God and the Christians you want us to be. I know you're not finished with me, and I know you're not finished with all of us. We're still in a process, but I pray that we would press forward in this process and, and press into the things of God, press into the Word of God, press into the moving of the Holy Ghost, and we'll give you the glory and honor for all you do in Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. 
and it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing it helps keep all these messages free you can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345 and remember our pastor's vision is this we grow christians so we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time